Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I am smiling at you and glad that you're here. I am excited. We have a poem this week. And for our new listeners, if you write a poem about your homecoming journey, please send it to me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. And I would love to share it with our community. And today our poem comes from Abdul Mosin Alothman. Abdul Mosin Alothman. And if I did not get it exactly right, please pardon me. And I'm excited about your poem. Um, Abdul Mosin is 18 year old and is joining us all the way from Kuwait. So I am so glad that we have co-journers in Kuwait. And this is Abdal Mosin's homecoming poem. Let's hear it. There are seasons where things seem to be happening for no reason, where healed wounds reopen and start heavily bleeding pent-up emotions, where your heart remains guarded and closed off, yearning to open up and receive love. Where looking over your shoulder at vigilance is the normal state of survival. Where living in peace after chaos and warfare feels like being back on the battlefield. Where your insecurities and perfectionism restrict you from stepping out of your comfort zone. Here are my intentions for you on the journey. For every time you feel like giving up on yourself. May the sun remind you to keep shining brightly and never dim your light. Let it build your confidence to showcase your authenticity and individuality. Let its golden rays encourage you to dare to have faith and step back into your power. Let it help you tap into your creative self-expression with joy and curiosity. May the moon make you realize that you can rest and recuperate, to be tender and soft, just like its phases, you're multifaceted, nurture and embrace all parts. Let it open your heart up, be vulnerable, feel and honor your emotions. Let it pull you towards peace and harmony, just like it pulls the oceans. Allow it to bring all your dreams and desires to fruition. May the seas display to you the art of surrendering to your intuition. Let yourself flow and swim. Celebrate the present moment. Enjoy the serenity that comes with the sacred gift of stillness. Have hope. Trust everything will fall into place and that miracles will unfold. May the sky cleanse you like the rain cleanses Mother Earth. Let it purify you and heal your spirit from all the heartache and pain. 
Look up to the stars, palms facing the heavens, and remember that you are not alone. Rejoice and believe that God is with you. Your prayers have been heard and answered. May the mountains exalt how much strength and courage you possess inside that can keep you pushing forward through all the obstacles, challenges, and setbacks. Let them teach you how to stand tall, speak up with more bass in your voice, and courageously advocate for yourself. May evergreen trees ground you into the essence of your being. Let your soil be fertile and the roots of where you came from strengthened. Firmly anchor yourself into your identity that no one can tell you who you are or give you the permission to step into your calling. May the flowers show you that you are blooming on a unique path. Let them guide you to release comparison and help you acknowledge your beauty. Let the bees and honey to sweeten your life and cultivate space for new, exciting beginnings. May a gentle breeze caress your cheeks and remind you that you are worthy of compassion. Right here, right now, you are complete, whole and deserving of limitless, unconditional love. Let the wind lift your spirits to a carefree place where you can dance like nobody's watching. May you become the author, pick up the pen and rewrite your story. May you become the artist, pick up the brush and paint a colorful masterpiece. May you become everything that your inner child has been rooting for you to achieve. May you sing divinely orchestrated music with the birds to the rhythms of your heartbeat, the harmonies of your soul, the melodies of your mind, the instruments of your body as you find your way back. Find your way back home. This is my homecoming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Abdul Mohsin, can I tell you, I love your poem. Down in my bones, down to my toes, deep in my soul. <laughs> I love your homecoming poem. And I felt it. I felt every word. And I am just amazed at your gift at only 18 years old. So I hope you will keep writing Keep writing, keep writing, keep sharing. Uh, you have a beautiful, beautiful gift. And I am grateful that you are one of our co-journers. The poem works perfectly with our theme for today, which is healing unworthiness. And Abdul Mohsin said that we are worthy of compassion. And so it is going to be important that we break the chains that keep us locked into the belief, which is a false belief, has us locked into the lie of our unworthiness. And so I invite you in this moment, as we still meditate on that piece, to take sacred pause and to breathe in the truth that you are worthy and to exhale the lie 
of unworthiness. To breathe in the truth of who you are and to exhale the lies that you have been told about yourself and your possibility. To breathe in the truth of your healing journey and to breathe out the reality of your wounds. Mm -hmm. It is so important on our journey home to ourselves that we heal this sense of unworthiness. We want to first wonder, question, be curious about where did the lie of unworthiness come from? And to make sense of it uh, and to understand that it is a lie is to be willing to think back to those early experiences that made us feel unworthy. Those experiences of being overlooked, those experiences of being neglected, those experiences of being bullied, of being demeaned, of being rejected, of being discarded. It is a part of the human mind to try to make sense of puzzles. So even for children, if you put an image before them, their minds will try to make a picture out of the abstract pieces. And that is what we do with our lives is we have these various events happening. And even when they were negative events or hurtful events or abusive events, we try to make it make sense. We try to find meaning in the outrageous things that we have endured. And so when multiple events or rejections or ridicule uh, have happened over time, as I try to make sense of it, if the common denominator is me, because they keep happening to me, it makes sense that we would often conclude that it must be something about me, right? So we get into this place of shame, of self-blame, of unworthiness as a way of trying to understand why terrible things have happened in our lives or why we have not been chosen or why we have not been celebrated in the same ways perhaps that we have seen other people experience the light of good treatment or the radiance of other people's affection. And so if you have concluded, and you may not even be aware of it, because sometimes our first answer is, I feel wonderful about myself. I love myself. I know I'm incredible. And yet if we examine our lives more deeply, often we can see glimpses of the reality that in some ways we don't feel worthy. And I want to name, it can show up in some categories and not others. So there might be aspects of your life in which you feel like I'm definitely uh, great at that, or I'm an expert in that, or I know how to do that. And when you say it, you're not lying, right? You really do authentically feel like when it comes to this particular thing, 
I'm, I'm good, right? I, I feel confident in that. I feel worthy of that. Uh, but then there can be other areas of our lives in which there is a deep sense of unworthiness. So if you have had success professionally, you might feel worthy of promotions because you say, I work hard and I'm good at my job. Um, but if you have not fully been loved and affirmed, then you might feel unworthiness in the area of love and relationship and companionship. And the reverse can be true as well. Maybe you have been someone who has always been a magnet for people and people like you. And so, you know, the fact that someone wants to be your friend, you, your thought is, of course, right? Of course, I'm worthy of friendship. People enjoy being my friend. Um, but then in other areas of your life, perhaps you have not uh, been celebrated or have had success. And so you might feel unworthy in those other domains. And so I invite you to think both about what have been the experiences that perhaps have left you feeling unworthy and then in what areas of your life does the unworthiness show up? So for some of you, it may be across the board, right? That you, you don't feel worthy in any area and that's important to name. And then for others of you, you may have to kind of navigate through it to see, you know, how does it show up here or how does it show up there? Uh, some people not only professionally or personally have feelings of unworthiness, some people in their faith or spirituality may feel an unworthiness. That's when people have an idea that God is mad at them or God is rejecting them or God has condemned them. So there might be that kind of spiritual sense of unworthiness. Um, and you may uh, want to look at even around finance or resource, um, that sense of survivor's guilt if you see, you know, if you know people who have struggled and you have struggled a good part of your life, sometimes when you get access to resources, you can feel like I am unworthy of this or like this is not me, that my identity is with my struggling. So then like, who is this person uh, that now has these resources? Yes. So it is important to first be able to acknowledge where uh, does my unworthiness show up? And then to be able to explore what are the root experiences that led me to this conclusion, right? And then as I am processing through those earlier experiences to give myself permission to consider that there are other reasons why people may have overlooked me or rejected me or not chosen me other than the fact that I am unworthy, right? And so, you know, we have the reality of all of the isms. Uh, we have the reality of, you know, the beauty myth um, of, you know, what society has named um, this narrow, narrow picture. And I think I've said to you all before that even supermodels, they will airbrush, right? So these are the people who are told that they are the most beautiful, but yet until they get an hour of makeup and then their pictures are touched up, they are not deemed worthy, right? And so 
Um, if you fall out of this narrow category of what is beautiful and the people around you have bought into that beauty myth and they keep looking for the closest thing to that picture, which is not you, it can make you feel like you are unworthy, right? Of being loved, of being chosen, of being celebrated. And so it requires that I broaden my lens of understanding, that I broaden the frame. I heard a group talking on yesterday about raising children and especially trying to um, raise Black and Latino children in a world of racism and trying to talk to them about the problem is not your race, the problem is racism, right? So it's not that you are unworthy, because you are black or Asian or Latino. Um, the problem is uh, people who believe you are unworthy, right? It is their misperception. It is their uh, deception. It is their illusion about worthiness, not the truth of who you are. And so, you know, the work that has to be done, even in our parenting or mentoring to poor into children to know even when you have been mistreated, disrespected, stereotyped, stigmatized, the root of the problem is not you, right? That That is not um, what is the issue here, right? That your um, blackness or your um, Latino-ness, your Asian-ness is not a problem, right? It is a, a beautiful gift of heritage. So, Whatever are the areas in which uh, you have experienced uh, pain or blockage to take a broader frame to understand like why this may be happening, right? If you experience child abuse, that the problem here is not the child, right? The problem is in the abuser and often in their larger story of what uh, they have experienced and not experienced. Um, but it is not like, oh, this is just such a terrible child and that's why people abuse them. Yes. So I encourage you to look back at those circumstances to know that not everything done to us was about us. Hmm. Not everything that targeted you was actually about the truth of you. Yes. So in order to heal our unworthiness, we have to first acknowledge that we hold it, that we have aspects of unworthiness in us. And then we want to look at some of those touchstone memories, those earlier memories, those earlier experiences that have led us to this conclusion. And I want to name as it relates to depression that often depression blocks out our positive experiences and highlights our negative experiences. And so what stands out in our minds are often all of the times that we were overlooked or not chosen um, or not celebrated. And we will often overlook or minimize those moments where someone did choose us where a person did have interest in you, where someone did want to be your friend, when a teacher did say that you were smart, 
that that goes into the recesses of our mind. But what is in the forefront is often the painful memories. And so a part of my healing of that unworthiness is to allow myself to broaden the frame for my memory to be able to make room for, even if they were rare, even if they were few and far between, the experiences that I did have that don't line up with the lie, right? So you may have had five partners that cheated on you and left you, but there was one who really was all for you, and maybe you weren't so interested and you broke it off, right? But that did exist, like that did happen. And so sometimes the script we're telling ourselves is everyone leaves me, nobody wants me. Well, you know, what about this over here? Well, that doesn't count because this, and that doesn't count. So we discard and dismiss uh, as a result of the frame of depression, anything that is counter to the lie of our unworthiness. Yes. So we really take a look at our memories and challenging those stories that we have told ourselves or that other people have told us. And then you wonder like, what is the point? What's the motivation? Why should I heal my unworthiness? Well, when I feel unworthy, it causes me to neglect myself, right? Because I feel like I'm not important. Everyone else is, right? So I will sacrifice my mental health. I will sacrifice my sleep. I will sacrifice my time to exercise or you know, what I'm feeding my body. I will keep missing doctor's appointments if I have access to medical care um, because it's just not important, right? That working, making money is important or what other people need is important. And so I encourage you to consider the link between self-neglect and feelings of unworthiness. And from a behavioral standpoint, if I start to treat myself better, if I start to treat myself with more tenderness, then I can begin to shed some of the feelings of unworthiness. You know, so if I have been putting off doing some things I need to do for myself, like making an appointment with a therapist or starting to journal or getting back into walking or exercise, if I have been putting that off, Instead of waiting until I feel like I'm valuable, important, a priority, let me just start engaging in the behavior of someone who values themselves. And as I am engaging in the behavior, I start to shift hmm, some of that unworthiness that I have been holding and carrying. So it's important to address in order to shatter uh, the hold to block the hold, to break the hold of self-neglect on our lives. And unworthiness is also important to address so that I can access the, the positive, the nourishing aspects of life. Uh, joy and love are in part uh, require my participation. Uh, joy and love require in part, there are other components, but in part me opening myself to them. 
And when I don't feel worthy, then I will not give myself permission to enjoy. And we had an earlier episode on play and uh, laughter and ease in my life. So when I don't feel worthy, then I will be a workaholic. I will have perfectionism. I will have to be super serious all the time because I am not deserving of delight. I am not deserving of pleasure. I am not uh, deserving of fun, right? And so uh, as I heal my unworthiness, then I am able to access more joy in my life that I can get up and dance just because, right? That I don't have to uh, be defined by my labor. And so if, I'm, if I don't feel worthy and I feel like I have to work all the time to prove myself and it's never enough, um, but when I learn that I am worthy, then that also means I can just sit on the couch and relax or I can get up and dance or I can sing in the shower that I can let some joy in because I am worthy of it. Uh, uh, Sister Sierra, I want to say her last name is Smith. Uh, on yesterday, I heard a meditation she did and she said, joy is my inheritance. Joy is my inheritance. And so, you know, we are, for us to receive that, we often talk about inheriting wounds, inheriting sorrow, inheriting anger, inheriting depression. You know, what would it mean for me to reach far enough back in my line where somebody has some joy <laughs> and for me to grab hold of that and bring that into my present? And even for all of those who came before me who did not have the space fully for joy uh, that I want to enjoy on their behalf. And, and then I also want to learn from the sense of ancestral wisdom is that our foreparents often recognize things don't have to be perfect for me to have joy. So, you know, in my tradition, Black American tradition, uh, we would talk about having joy anyhow, right? Joy regardless that, you know, all of these things are happening and yet right? And yet I will access my joy because I am worthy of it. I am deserving of it. And even if you don't fully believe it yet, allow yourself to have a glimpse of joy and some of that unworthiness will begin to crumble, not only in terms of accessing joy, but also accessing love. Some of us have people in our lives who actually want to love us, but it is a wall that we hold, a barrier that we hold, where no matter how many times they say it, no matter how many times they show it, you don't receive it because you don't feel worthy of it. And so I want to uh, heal the unworthiness so I can let down the wall and receive the love, not only love from other people, but love for myself. And we can think of it in a universal sense or a sacred sense that all beings are worthy, right? As opposed to this notion that I have to earn it or I have to deserve it, right? That all beings are sacred, all beings are deserving of love, and I am not an exception. Hmm. Let me say it again. Every being is sacred. Every being is deserving of care, compassion, respect, love, and I am not disqualified from that, 
right? I am not an exception to that. So it doesn't have to be, oh, I have to do something super special that will make me worthy of care. No, when you show, when you, uh, when you arrived on the planet, you arrived worthy and nothing that has been done to you and nothing that you have done erases the truth that you are worthy of care and compassion. Not only have things been done to us, but I recognize we have also done some things, right? We are imperfect beings and we have made mistakes. And just as we have been harmed, many of us have also harmed or hurt or broken the heart of someone else. And yet still, as a being on the planet, I'm worthy of compassion. You are worthy of compassion. And so we can begin to break the shame around the things we believe disqualify us. And a part of healing the unworthiness is sometimes by uh, releasing the secrets. So there are things about yourself, about your history that you have never spoken out loud or that you have never written and so the shame and the silence and the secret keep enforcing this idea, reinforcing this idea of unworthiness. And so a part of what is freeing, liberating, healing is when I speak my truth and the world didn't fall apart, right? The things that I have been hiding, the things I have not said to another soul, that when I say that to someone I care about, when I say it, to a therapist, when I say it to a minister, when I write it in a journal and the earth keeps spinning, it's like maybe, maybe those things can be true and yet I am not disqualified from compassion and from care. And so I invite you as a strategy of moving toward worthiness is to try this compassion hold, resting one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. Just begin taking breath at your own pace. And as you breathe with this hold of compassion, one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, if that works for you, that aligns with you, and begin to just note within yourself something you can appreciate yourself for. If you can appreciate yourself for holding on when you want it to give up or releasing the things you had to release or you chose to release. If you want to appreciate yourself for the boundaries that you have set for the steps you have taken for your wellness. If you want to appreciate yourself for listening to this podcast, which is for you. And as we breathe in and hold ourselves with tenderness, we breathe in the truth that each of us is worthy and we exhale the lie of unworthiness. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. I am still grateful for that poem that started us off on today. 
and I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. 